podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Dream Team Professor Podcast. My name is Scott and in this episode we're going to be looking at the top players to target in Game Week 10 on Sun Dream Team. I'll then just be following up showing you how my Park the Bus booster has gone so far this game week. So as always we're going to start off the episode looking at the fixtures from ffstuff.co.uk. We're going to go over fixture volume for the next two game weeks and then we're going to just look at who has the best fixtures overall in Game Week 10. Just before we get started though, I just wanted to let you know that we're recording this on Thursday morning, so we still do have uh, the Europa League and the Europa League conference games still to play, so do bear that in mind if I say anything that doesn't quite sound right if you're listening on Thursday evening or possibly on Friday. So, fixture volume from game week 10 through to game week 12. Now we have some teams with five fixtures, some teams with four and some teams with three between game week 10 and game week 12. The teams with five fixtures, that consists of three Premier League games, Carabao Cup and European uh, fixtures. So that will cover United, Arsenal, Liverpool, Newcastle and West Ham. Teams that have four fixtures, that's three Premier League fixtures plus either the Carabao Cup or European games. So that covers City, Villa, Chelsea, Brighton, Fulham, Everton, Burnley and Bournemouth. And then teams that just have the three fixtures which doesn't look great, but actually Spurs are proving to be a bit of an exception to this with their good players like Son and Madison, who we're going to come on to. But just the three fixtures, Spurs, Brentford, Palace, Wolves, Forest, Sheffield United and Luton. It does really only look like Spurs would look to target really from those teams. So that's fixture volume from game week 10 to game week 12. Now, the teams that, in my opinion, have the best fixtures for game week 10 to target Arsenal and Liverpool both have good double game weeks. However, this game week 10, the double game weeks are Carabao Cup. So there's likely to be a lot of rotation. It's going to be really hard to predict the squads. So we do sort of have to take it with a pinch of salt that it's not our typical double game week to target. But Arsenal and Liverpool on paper look the best to me. So two good double game weeks. Liverpool have Nottingham Forest and Bournemouth. However... Liverpool do typically rotate quite heavily for the cup game, so not quite sure how much we can target that Bournemouth game, but they do look really good in the Premier League at the minute, and Nottingham Forest does look like a good fixture at home. And then Arsenal's double game week is Sheffield United at home, which looks very good on paper again, and then West Ham away from home in the Carabao Cup, which I expect there'll be quite a lot of rotation for that game for Arsenal. We do seem to rotate quite a lot for those Carabao Cup games. But overall, I think that Arsenal and Liverpool do have the best doubles. And then also Arsenal and Liverpool's fixtures remain quite good for um, a little while now. So if you do take a punt on these two teams, they're probably going to be okay to stay in your teams. Then I'm going to go to Newcastle, Chelsea and West Ham. So they all have double game weeks as well. And I'd just describe these as okay. It's not very scientific. I've gone good for Arsenal and Liverpool. I've gone okay for Newcastle, Chelsea, West Ham. Uh, Newcastle have Wolves away from home, which looks like a good fixture. And then they have Manchester United away from home. Again, we don't know how much rotation there'll be. Newcastle rotated heavily for the City game in the last round and done really well. So it is hard to 
really tell what the rotation will be like. Chelsea have got two home games. They've got Brentford at home and Blackburn at home. Chelsea put in a pretty good performance against Arsenal um, last week. Maybe they've turned the corner now. They did look quite good. And then they, so they placed Brentford and then Blackburn after that in the cup. So I think Chelsea might have gone fairly strong last time in the cup. So that could be a good one to target. But then they're fixtures do get quite horrible after that so we'll we'll come on to Chelsea in a bit as well and then West Ham obviously I mentioned they've got Arsenal in the Carabao Cup West Ham in the Premier League they face Everton at home which again does look like a pretty good fixture so that's why I've described Newcastle Chelsea West Ham as having okay doubles United is tough United have got a double game week but it's Manchester City at home and Newcastle at home so with United's form at the minute, I don't think that looks particularly great. Villa, they've got a great single. So they haven't got a double game week. They're not in the cup anymore, but they face Luton at home. And Villa's home form has been ridiculously good. Um, I think they've won all of their Premier League games at home and they've scored a ton of goals as well. So that one looks like a really good one to target, but it is a single. And then Brighton, Spurs and Manchester City. I've described them as having okay singles. So Brighton face Fulham at home. Spurs, who are in ridiculously good form at the minute, they face Fulham at home. Sorry, they've already played Fulham at home. Spurs face Crystal Palace away. City then have Manchester United away from home. And they had a pretty good performance against Young Boys yesterday in the Champions League. So again, that one probably does look okay for Manchester City. If we go on to the longer term fixtures, now on ffstuff.co.uk, you can tick the teams you want and sort of narrow the fixture grid down. And you can set these little arrows along the top as well to tell you how many fixtures each team has in a period of time. Looking longer term, so there's actually, so we've gone game week 10, game week 11 and game week 12. There's then an international break after game week. 12 which is a bit gutting to see it feels like we've only just come back from an international break and there's another one around the corner so that puts a downer on your morning or whatever time you're listening um city though so we'll start off with city they've got a home double in game week 11 which looks very good to target it's bournemouth at home and then young boys at home um, i think they've won all of their champions league games so far though so Maybe we start to see, or we already have seen, rotation from City in the Champions League. But on paper, it does look pretty good. Um, but then a tougher run between Game Week 12 and Game Week 15. So between Game Week 12 and Game Week 15, City play Chelsea, Liverpool, Leipzig, Tottenham and Villa. Now, City is City. Every game looks good for City, but that run does look particularly tough. Chelsea looking good at the minute. Liverpool looking good at the minute. Leipzig, no mugs. Spurs and Villa in really good form. So some tough games there for Manchester City. United, their game week 10 is horrible. So City and Newcastle. But then after that, Fulham, Copenhagen, Luton, Everton, Galatasaray. And then in 14, it gets a bit hard with Newcastle, Chelsea. So, I mean, we've been saying that Man United's uh, fixtures look fairly good, but they haven't capitalised on them. So I wouldn't put too much weight on it, but... Luton in game week 12 that could look like a good one something to just monitor but now we have two transfers a week we can just move back over to Manchester United if they do start to pick up form Arsenal so 
in their run, they've got Sheffield United and Burnley at home coming up quite soon, which both look like good fixtures to target. They have Sheffield United, West Ham away in the cup. Newcastle and Sevilla in the double game week 11 looks tough to me. Um, Burnley at home, Brentford away, Lons at home. And then game week 14, Wolves at home, Luton away from home. I think that game week 14 will be another popular one for the part of the bus chip. Uh, if you did want to load up on Arsenal defenders, perhaps. Liverpool, long term, their fixtures look really good. So Toulouse tonight, but then they've got Forest, Bournemouth, Luton, Toulouse, Brentford. They then have City in game week 13, but then it goes back to being uh, pretty good. So LASK in the cup, Fulham at home, and then Sheffield United away. Lute, uh, Liverpool are another team in game week 14 that looked like they could have a good double game week for the part of the bus chip. Fulham and Sheffield United looks like a good pairing. Newcastle, tough game week 11 fixtures for them. So game week 11, Newcastle looks fairly tough. They face Arsenal and Borussia Dortmund. Um, that's following on from Wolves and Man United next week. They face Bournemouth, Chelsea, PSG, Man United and Everton after that. And those Champions League games are going to be really tough from now on. Obviously lost to Dortmund last night and it's going to be a tough um, tough ask maybe for them to qualify. So we'll see how that goes. Villa's run looks really good long term. Luton, Forest, AZ Alkmaar, Fulham, Tottenham, Legia, Warsaw, Bournemouth and Man City. So Villa are going to stay a popular team to target. I mentioned Chelsea's run gets quite tough. Um, after game week 10, they face Spurs, City, Newcastle, Brighton and United in a row. So again, very tough run for Chelsea. Brighton's run gets really good. Spurs' stays good. But again, a lack of games, only playing once a week. And then West Ham's looks very good long term. Everton, Arsenal, Olympiacos, Brentford, Forest, Burnley, um, BAC, I forgot the name of the team they're playing in the Europa League, Crystal Palace and then Spurs. So we're going to break these down for game week 10, top players to target. We're going to start off with Liverpool. So Europa League still to play in game week 9. Uh, I have to put this video out before these games start really because we have a Friday um, deadline for the, the transfers on Dream Team this week. So be aware, Friday, game week 10, um, 8 o'clock kickoff is Crystal Palace at Tottenham. So the deadline is going to be at 7 o'clock. So don't get caught out by that early deadline. Liverpool still to play tonight. I think there could be quite a bit of rotation for Liverpool in that game. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. They face Toulouse at home. I've got Trent Alexander-Arnold in my team and Salah. Whether or not they play this game, I'm not feeling that confident. I'd love Trent to be starting because he's in my part of the bus, but I think it's going to be sort of a flip of a coin, really, to be honest. But their run looks pretty good for a long, long time, all the way through to game week 10 to game week 15. Um, it's along the top there if you're watching on YouTube. Salah, I think Salah has to be a must for this run, in my opinion. 6.6 um, .6 million and... He's been in my team for most of the season. Uh, 14 points in the last game with two goals against um, Everton. And then the week before that, he got 14 points again and two goals against Brighton. So really, really good form. He's got eight goals for the season, four assists, and he's up to 94 points in total. So just the three points behind Saka as well, who's having an unbelievable season. So I think Saka really is a must for these games. You've got Bournemouth, you've got Luton, Forest. 
Fulham, Sheffield United, there's some really, really good fixtures. He's not guaranteed to get these European ones or the cup ones, but even if he does come off the bench, he can be really dangerous. So I think Salah is someone you really, really have to consider putting in your team if you haven't got him already. Trent Alexander-Arnold at 5.3 million. Now, I mentioned he's in my part of the bus team. Um, he did get the clean sheet and one bonus point against Everton. They weren't entirely convincing at the back in that Everton game until um, Ashley Young did get sent off. But I do think he is a great option for this run. It's all eyes on this Europa League game though tonight because if he is just playing the one game a week, I'm not so sure that he's worth 5.3 million to your team, uh, even with this run. We've got Simakas now, who I'm going to mention next at 2.7. If it is just the clean sheets you're looking for and Trent's not getting assists or smashing the bonus, if he is just playing once a week and he's 5.3 million, maybe we'd just be better off going with a Madison who plays once a week. Because at the moment, if you had to choose a player out of the two that's going to, if you knew they were only going to play once a week, it would be Madison hands down and he's much cheaper. So that is something to consider. And you could just cover the clean sheet with Simakas. So it really comes down to whether or not Trent is going to start playing twice a week or not. I'm not so sure. But he's in my team currently. I might hang on to him through, well, we'll see how tonight goes. If he does end up playing tonight, I think I might hang on to him a little bit longer. But it's just someone to keep an eye on. Because if he does end up playing twice a week, he could really go off. Simicasto 2.7. So I think if you brought Simicast in, which I was actually considering doing, you got very, very lucky in that Everton game. I thought he looked good. Um, quite a lot was going down his side. Um, he, I think he did just get the clean sheet points and the appearance points. No sort of extra points there. But he got an early sub in the 62nd minute. So he went off in the 62nd, which meant he banked his clean sheet. They kept the clean sheet anyway. But, God, yeah, just a couple minutes before that, or three minutes before that, you had ended up with, uh, well, just the one point, I think it would have been. So very, very close, but maybe that makes him more likely to start this evening that he only played the 60 minutes. He's not used to playing twice a week as well, so maybe they are just being a little bit careful with him to start with. And if you've been living under a rock, the reason we're liking Simicass at the minute is because Trent, uh, because Robertson has a shoulder injury. He's just had surgery on it as well, so he's expected to be out long-term. But yeah, Simicass, a really interesting pick. And for 2.7 million, to get into that Liverpool defence, even with one fixture a week, I think that is worth the money. Teams like Luton, uh, you've got Brentford at home, Forest at home, Fulham at home, Sheffield United away, Crystal Palace away. There's teams there that don't score a ton of goals. I think this could be a really good player to target and a really good value player to target. Now onto some more attacking assets from Liverpool and it's always difficult to choose from. Um, these guys, because they do rotate quite a lot. You've got Diaz at 3.6 million, three goals, two assists, 49 points. I feel like that price is uh, very good for this run-in. So he is someone that I would consider. So Bozlai at 3.9, he's on 58 points. So he's doing better than Diaz at the moment. He's performing really well. He's got 13 bonus points, two goals, two assists. But he doesn't seem to get much cup action. It seems like he does mostly just play the Premier League games or start the Premier League games at least. So that is something to consider with him. He's not really a two-game-a-week player at the minute. And then Darwin Nunes at 4 million. So he's on four goals, five assists, 58 points. So he's tied on points with Sabozlai. He's got more points than Luis Diaz. 
Um, I actually do feel like Nunes is a better option because he does either get one start or one appearance off the bench and he always does look dangerous when he does come on. The only downside that makes me think I'd rather pick a Sabozlai or a Diaz over Nunes is just the fact that he takes up a valuable striker spot because you've got guys like Ollie Watkins who are smashing it in a minute. Most teams are going to have Haaland and Salah already. Um, you've got Alvarez too. Even Callum Wilson now is going to become an option because Isak has picked up an injury. So there are some really, really good striker options. And if you could just get away with having maybe a Diaz over a Nunes, I think I'd go that route, to be honest with you. But he is a really, really good option. On to Newcastle then. So a 4-0 uh, win against Crystal Palace, keeping the clean sheet. I had Big Dan Burn and Trippier in my park the bus. So that was a very satisfying win. Really, really good performance. Yesterday, a 1-0 loss against Dortmund. A little bit disappointing in that one. I think a lot of people that did play the part of the bus would have at least had Trippier, but probably had two Newcastle players. Um, but I don't know if you would have expected two clean sheets. I just think there was definitely one clean sheet to be had with those two home games, and they did keep it. So I think that was a good result in general. Um, a few setbacks with injuries yesterday. I think I think Murphy went off injured, and more importantly, Isak went off injured after 15 minutes, um, which could make Callum Wilson at 4.2 million a better option. Um, he's got five goals for the season so far. Um, it could be a decent option. It's just whether or not you think Callum Wilson has two games a week in him himself currently because he does rotate a lot with Isak. He has his own injury or fitness problems at times. So he's up for consideration, but it's just whether or not you think he plays twice a week. My top player to target from Newcastle is Kieran Trippier at 5.6 million. He got his seventh assist of the season against Crystal Palace, um, keeping that clean sheet. I think he got subbed off to bank the clean sheet, if I remember correctly as well. So that was a good uh, good way to go. And for 5.6 million, he is competing with someone like Trent around that price point. And you just know with Trippier that he is nailed for those two starts a week. So 90 points so far, and he's the highest scoring defender in the game. And by a quite a distance as well so he's 22 points clear of Dan Byrne I think it is at the minute in second place for the defenders yeah 22 points clear of Dan Byrne so far so 19 points uh, bonus for him makes him the third most uh, bonus point scoring player in the game and yeah just comparing that to Trent I think he's much safer for minutes and performing much better so you'd have to say that Trent that's uh, so the Trippier, sorry, is the best defensive pick you can have at the minute. The fixtures do get a bit tougher. You've got Man United there. You've got Arsenal, Dortmund again, PSG coming up, Chelsea, Man United. But just because he does get these bonus points, he gets these assists, I'm not too concerned about keeping him in for the tougher run. Anthony Gordon. Now, we had our issues at the start, didn't we? We brought him in. He got suspended, but we stuck with him. At 3.2 million, he is delivering. So he's got 74 points in total. And on the screen here, I've got his points from this game week. He got eight points against Crystal Palace with a goal and a shot on target, 70 minutes played. And then he got nine points last night against Dortmund. And these points are from a ton of different ways. So three bonus points, two shots on target, a big chance created, and three tackles. He was just 
all over the place yesterday on fire. Um, no goals in that Dortmund game, but he did look impressive. So he's on three goals, four assists for the season. And I just think he's a great value for money pick. Loves a tackle, all action from minute one. Uh, 3.2 million just looks really, really good value for him. So I'm happy with that pick at the minute. Happy to keep hold of him. And actually with Gordon in some of these tougher fixtures, um, he's, he's speedy and he loves to get in behind. Uh, in that Arsenal game, for example, or looking at maybe PSG, maybe even United, you can just see him running in behind, maybe on a counter-attack or something like that, and getting some more attack and return. So I think he's a really, really good pick at the minute. Um, a nice enabler at 3.2. I'm slightly less keen on Newcastle's double defence once I've played the part of the bus chip, just because... The run does get a bit harder. Like I mentioned, game week 11's Arsenal and Dortmund away. Dortmund cause them problems at home, so you'd imagine it's going to be a tougher game away from home. I'm not really feeling the double defence anymore. I've got Dan Byrne at the minute. Um, if I did have to pick between Byrne and Cher at the minute, I did like Cher initially, but it doesn't seem like there's much between it. So Dan Byrne is the cheaper, and he's got slightly more points. So you could go for Dan Byrne, um, but... Overall, I'd just try and get Trippier, to be honest with you, if you could. On to Manchester City. Um, so, obviously had that win last night against Young Boys. Back to their best. Beat Brighton as well before that. So, they are looking pretty good. Um, the run does get a little, it does get a little bit harder. Um, all the, the names get a little bit harder, to be fair, because City are that good. But Manchester United away. Just a single game week in game week 10, but... A don't think that's enough to just offload your City players. Game week 11 looks brilliant. Bournemouth, young boys, both at home. That could be one that brings us a lot of points. Chelsea away, Liverpool at home, RB Leipzig at home. Tottenham at home, Villa away. That is a tough run there. But then game week 15, you've got Luton away, Red Star, Belgrade away. Game week 15 does look quite good, so bit of a mixed bag but I do expect City as always will be up there for defence and attack um, Haaland Erling Haaland at 7.4 million so I stopped putting him in my players to target videos because it is just so obvious but then it did start to creep in whether or not teams could go without Haaland I saw players going without Haaland and doing okay out of it because he wasn't really scoring that well but he did come back with a bang after this international break this week so 26 points for the game week he's grabbed three goals in the process just a little reminder of what he can do in a game week so I've got the captaincy on him this week he scored 52 points with the captaincy which is ridiculous I don't think we see many players do anything like that so 52 points from Haaland if you captained him this week. He got a great goal against Brighton and another great finish against Young Boys as well. He did miss quite a few chances in that Young Boys game. Uh, he scored a pen as well, but he just gets so many chances as well. So nine goals, two assists for the season. Back in top spot with 112 points. It would take a brave person to go without Haaland in my opinion still. Alvarez at 4.7 million. So he scored against Brighton as well. I'm starting to worry because Alvarez was one of the players that I took out to make room for the part of the bus, five at the back. Scored against Brighton. And I thought this, I know how this is going. 
but actually that was it. Um, he got benched in the Champions League, did score off the bench, but it was ruled out for offside. So I think I got away with one with Alvarez, but he is someone that I'm going to want to get back. It's scary not having him in your team, and I think he is really worth more than 4.7 in my opinion. Uh, back to his best, 99 points. Well, I expect him to be back to his best. I still think that the Haaland Alvarez double up does look like a good one, especially in game week 11, Bournemouth and Young Boys. There's a chance that maybe Haaland or Alvarez gets rotated for that one, but you just know you're probably going to have one of the two starting strikers in that City team. This one is a little bit more out there, um, which is Doku at 3.8 million. I don't think he's been that popular so far, but he started both games this game week and not many players did that so they pretty much rotated their whole back line between games they even rotated their keeper between games you had Ortega played the Premier League Edison played the Champions League I think that was probably due to the international break turnaround but Doku did play both started both 17 points for the game week and has 16 bonus points in total and now this is really impressive. He hit maximum bonus points with five yesterday against Young Boys. I don't think we've seen many players do that this season. Ten points in that game and then seven points against Brighton. Two goals and two assists in total. Um, I think this is a very interesting player. And Pep just seems to love him. He doesn't stop talking about him after games. Very, very exciting and, and I think someone like Grealish is probably quite worried about it. They played together last night. Grealish on the left, Doku on the right. Um, Doku played on the left in the Premier League game with Foden sort of playing on the right or Silva playing on the right. So it does seem like Doku is in Pep's good books at the minute. So he could be a really good player to target, especially for this bonus. And then the defence. I think the defence gets a little bit tougher to pick. They did rotate the whole back line. They had Cavadiol, Akanji, Walker and Stones all playing for the Premier League game. They benched Diaz and benched Ake, which is ridiculous to have two centre-backs of that quality on the bench. But then young boys, they played Ake, Diaz, Akanji and Rico Lewis. Um, Akanji, the only one to start two games. And that was probably only because he was sent off in the Brighton game. So they played him in the Champions League because he's now suspended for the United game. So one thing to consider, I probably wouldn't bother having a Kanji because he is suspended for Manchester United. But overall, I think it's quite difficult to choose from the City defenders at the minute. Even Kyle Walker, who's been pretty nailed, was given a rest yesterday. So tough to choose from the City defenders at the minute. Right, my team, Arsenal. So... Some really, really nice fixtures here. I expect that we'll go full strength for Sheffield United and then rotate quite heavily for the Carabao Cup game against West Ham. Now, I know it is going to be a really tough game against West Ham, but I just think that since we've had Arteta, he doesn't really seem to take this Carabao Cup um, fixture that seriously. So I think it will be all in on Sheffield United and then we've got a big squad to rotate in the Carabao Cup. So that's what I expect will happen. After that, Newcastle-Sevilla in game week 11. I think that looks like a tough double game week. But after that, Burnley at home looks a brilliant fixture to target at home. Brentford away, Lons at home, 
Wolves at home and then Luton away. I think that's a very, very good one. And like I said, game week 14, Wolves, Luton. That could be a really good one for part of the bus if you wanted to go for maybe one or two Arsenal players. Potentially three, but I'm not so keen on going too many eggs in the same basket. But I'm going to start off with Saka at 6.4 million. I feel as though I might have got away with not having him over that spell that he was injured. He gave away a ton of penalties, which could have battered me, but I think I got away with that. And then a few games where he wasn't sort of at his best. He sort of played the Lons game and then went off injured. Arteta was quite coy on whether or not he would be back after the international break, but he was. He was quiet against Chelsea, but he, even in a game that he was really quiet, he came back um, and got an assist. Still managed eight points in that game. I think it was four points in the Champions League game. And even when he's not doing a ton he's getting bonus points he got four tackles in the Chelsea game he got four tackles in the Champions League game he's scoring points in a ton of different ways he's on 14 bonus points in total I need him back in my team he just seems to get points regardless every week so I'm at that Sheffield United game I can't sit there and watch Arsenal without Saka in my team for that game so I'm going to put Saka in my team this week. Spoiler alert for later. But I think that most teams should try and have Saka. Um, I'm actually quite keen on the Arsenal double up in midfield slash attack. Uh, Gabriel Jesus has just got injured. So that's a disappointing one. It was nice to see Martinelli, um, Jesus and Saka start together. But it didn't last very long. Um, He's now injured. So... 34% of teams have Saka at the minute. And I think that was around 50 before he got injured. So I imagine that this number is going to rise. And if 50% of the teams have got Saka, you kind of are losing your advantage of having an Arsenal midfield or attacking player. So I don't mind the double up. And I quite like the double up of Saka and Martinelli at 4 million. He's only 6% owned, which is pretty low. And he scored 8, 3 and 13 since coming back from injury in his last three games. Um, He's got two goals and four bonus in his last three. So I think that he looks really good. The only concern is he looked really good with Gabriel Jesus. And I think they do combine really, really well. And now if Eddie Nketiah comes in and the starting spot, nothing against him. But they just don't link up as well. So I do like the double up. I'm just not sure how... Jesus being out affects it. Erdegaard at 5.1 million. He's had a bit of an off patch. I see him getting battered online, which is ridiculous, really. Um, He's been so, so good. And we've had some tough fixtures. So he has scored 2, 2, 4 and 4 in the last few games. So disappointing if you had him. But you just got to look at the type of games that we've played. He plays really well in the games that we dominate the ball. He could call the shots, run the show. And the last few games we've had, um, both Sevilla and Lons were very tough uh, away Champions League games where he couldn't quite settle. I mean, we should dominate the ball, but they were tough, tough games. And then that Chelsea game was tough and the City game was tough. So he couldn't really control the game like he normally does. But when you look at Sheffield United, Burnley coming up, Brentford, Wolves, Luton. These are all games where we are going to dominate the ball. And I think that he will come good for this run. So you might not want to do it yet because he probably is going to get a price decrease. 
but I do expect Erdegaard to go back to his best in this run of fixtures. Defensively, Saliba, 3.6. I'd say still the best value. Um, Arteta messed around with saying whether or not he thought he'd be fit or not. I thought he would be fit, but I didn't want to take any chances for my part of the bus chip. So I actually went for Dallo instead of Saliba. Uh, Dallo, we know how that went. 32 points for the game week for me. Um, so thank you, Arteta, for being so mysterious. You put me off of Saliba and you got me Dallo. Um, trust the process. I do think Saliba, 1 million cheaper than White and Gabriel is a good price point. So I'd still say Saliba is the best to go for. Uh, I don't think it's worth paying the extra 1 million for White or Gabriel at the minute. One person that I wouldn't go for, though, is Zinchenko. Now, as good as he is, he's had a poor game against Chelsea. And Tomiyasu then came on for him. And Tomiyasu looked absolutely brilliant after that. Tomiyasu's 2.3. I'm not saying target Tomiyasu at 2.3. But then Tomiyasu played in the Sevilla game. Started the Sevilla game. And was brilliant again. So he's put in two really good performances back to back. And I just expect to see a bit more rotation between the, these two. And I think Tomiyasu's even done enough to justify a start to be honest. But I just think in that Sheffield United game we will have a ton of the ball. And not have to defend as much. So probably Zinchenko still gets Sheffield United, but Tommy Asa will definitely get West Ham. And then game week 11, Newcastle, Sevilla. Two tough games. I wouldn't be surprised to see Tommy Asa get quite a few minutes in those tough games because he is such a good defender. So not someone to target, but it is just a reason to be potentially put off Zinchenko in my eyes. If you're enjoying the video so far, please do leave a like and subscribe to the channel for all the latest Sun Dream Team content. And if you're looking for a bit more Sun Dream Team content, the Dream Team Tonic podcast latest episode is up for everyone to access. Uh, link is in the description below. And also the Dream Team Tonic Discord community and Patreon. Uh, there'll be a link in the description be below for that one too. If you fell behind a little bit in your Dream Team um, and you're looking for a little bit of extra help, there's a great community there ready to help you improve your Dream Team game. But back to Man United, don't want to spend too much time on these because they have been awful. Not, not bad results recently, but you just expect better. You expect better from their dream team assets. You expect, expect better from Manchester United in general. And they just haven't delivered. I targeted them or stayed with them with Bruno Fernandes because they had some good fixtures. And they just have been poor in all of these games, really. So look dreadful recently. I think game week 10 does not look good at all. Manchester City, Newcastle, both at home, but yeah, I'm not feeling it. They scraped the clean sheet against Copenhagen, uh, which was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Having a Man United defender thinking you're going to lose your clean sheet in the last kick of the game and then Onana to the rescue. So that was good fun. Um, but... I'm not sure I want to go for it again, to be honest. McTominay giving away pens for fun as well. I'm going to dig him out quickly. Sheffield United game. Could have been a clean sheet. McTominay giving away a pen. Then the Copenhagen game, Champions League. Almost done it again. Gave away another penalty. Almost cost me the clean sheet. So as good as he's been scoring goals, he needs to stay out of his own box at the minute. Um, but we'll go to Bruno Fernandes, 5.7. He's averaging 5.8 points per game which doesn't look terrible but we just expect much more for a player that's 5.7 million he's 13th overall 
two goals, three assists, 69 points. And I think it's those goals and assists which disappoint you the most. He's ticking along with points for tackles and shots on target, but he's not really delivering the attacking returns as some of these other big players. Um, I've lost patience with him. For game week 10, City and Newcastle, I'm just going to swap him over for Saka. Um, it's a really good week to do so if you're not already on Saka. The fixtures do improve after that game week 10. Fulham, Copenhagen, maybe I'll worry about not having him. Luton in game week 12, maybe I'll worry about not having him there. Everton, Galatasaray after that, they all look good. But we had this a couple of weeks ago. The fixtures look good. We went with him. And just getting four or five points, six points, four points. It's not that satisfying. So I want Saka in my team, banging the goals, banging the assists, and giving away penalties for fun. So Bruno, at the minute, I think he's disappointing and I'd move him on. But maybe we could target a return around that game week 12 Luton game. Rashford, one goal, four assists, not good enough. Plenty of great strikers to choose from at the minute that are less money. Watkins, Alvarez, Nunes, and even Son playing half as many games looks much, much better and is delivering much more than Rashford. So I wouldn't hesitate to get Rashford out. Um, and then in this new dream team, if he does have a game where he scores two or the following game he scores one as well, you just bang him in, don't you? Just get him straight in your team. We don't have to worry about the transfers any, uh, anymore. So just get him in when he's on form, in my opinion. Um, defence, I wouldn't... You're not going to target United defence for City and Newcastle, in my opinion. But maybe you will consider it for game week 11, game week 12, game week 13. They do look okay. Um, and then just a last-minute shout-out to my boy Dallo and Onana for saving my ass in that part of the bus. Good lads. Aston Villa. So they've got Alkmaar, AZ Alkmaar tonight. Um, still to play. Game 10, just a single of Luton, uh, which does look really, really good. And I mentioned Aston Villa's home form. So four games in the Premier League, 17 goals scored, three goals conceded. That's looking good for that Luton game. Luton, not very good in attack. They've only conceded three goals, Villa. So you'd have to say that the clean sheet looks likely. The only reason that I'm a little bit hesitant on going all in on these clean sheets is just because this weekend we've seen, I think it's three or four penalties given away for shots hitting someone's hand. Um, anything silly like that can happen and give away your, your clean sheet. So there is always the chance, but you have to say that it looks in... Aston Villa's favour for the clean sheet. And then 17 goals scored. Luton have looked okay defensively at home. But away from home, you do fancy Aston Villa to score a few goals in this game. So I think both the attack and defence look really good for this single. Ollie Watkins at 4.5 million has got five goals and eight assists for the season. Absolutely brilliant so far. One thing that is bizarre that I just saw when I was digging into his stats... Somehow, he's got eight assists from three big chances created. He's only created three big chances this season, but he's created eight goals, which I thought that was quite impressive um, or bizarre. He's not really scoring outside of these goals and assists. I had a look at how he's scoring his points, and it is literally just attacking returns and shots on target. So it doesn't matter, but it's just 
if he's off the boil or not getting attacking returns, he won't be getting the points. That's just something to consider. But Luton looks brilliant. Concer, he's one of these rarities. So 3 million, he's looking brilliant in defence. And I'm going to come on to Matty Cash as well. But these two are complete opposites of each other at the minute. So Concer's on 55 points. One assist, he got an assist in the last game week. So if people had him in the part of the bus... That was a really good return. He's got 17 bonus points for the season, which is the second most for any defender, just behind Trippier by two points. Um, and he's getting these bonus points because he's fifth for blocks. He's getting a lot of blocks, and he's got 93% pass accuracy, which puts him into the like top bracket for points um, there. So really, really good player. And if he isn't getting the clean sheet, He's got quite a good chance of still picking up bonus uh, like he did in the last game. Matty Cash, on the other hand, at 3.2 million. Um, he's not really getting bonus so much, but he's on 62 points. He's 3.2 million. He's got two goals, two assists, and he's the fourth highest scoring defender in the game. Um, and he's getting his points in a complete other way. So you've obviously got your bonus points, which goes on the player performance marks. But Matty Cash is getting them for the, I call them the action points, really. So he's got the most shots on target out of any defender, which is eight. And he's got the most tackles of any defender, which is 29. So he's doing well for the things that you get the solid points for. Not really getting bonus, but he's getting the goals and assists as well. He's a bit more of a rotation risk than Concer. By rotation, I mean he's playing the Premier League. Um, he's nailed for the Premier League. He just isn't all well. He hasn't started in the Europa League yet or Europa League Conference yet. But he's in my part of the bus, and I'm praying that he starts tonight. So hopefully we'll see Matty Cash in there. I think both are really good options. And if you fancied it, maybe even the double up for that Luton game looks good. Um, Guinea is obviously another really good option in defence. Pretty similar to Cash in the way he gets his points. Got quite a few attacking returns. I just haven't put him because he's on four yellows. But as we see with Douglas Louise, who is also on four yellows, I wouldn't have been keen on Douglas Louise last game week. But he's scored two in the last game. He's 3.1 million. He's got five goals so far, 65 points. But four of his five goals have been penalties. So he's an okay enabler. I don't think I'd go there. But you can't deny he is on really good form at the minute. And the fixtures look great. West Ham, another team that's still to play. Um, Olympiacos away tonight. And then in game week 10, it's Everton at home, Arsenal at home. So two home fixtures. And their run looks really good after that. They've got Brentford, Olympiacos, Forest, Burnley, BAC, Crystal Palace and Tottenham Hotspur. So tough game in game week 14 but this run looks really good um, and I wouldn't really look outside of Bowen and Ward Prowse um, the defensive options are okay but I think there's a lot of good defensive options at the minute but Bowen and Ward Prowse do really stick out so Bowen at 4.8 million he's got six goals and two assists um, you've got a goal and 12 points against Villa even in defeat um, only five bonus points for the season but he is one of these players that's getting the attacking returns and the shots so I think that isn't too much of a concern I was just a little bit surprised because he is a player that does complete quite a lot of dribbles I thought that he'd have more bonus points than just the five 
One thing that I did think was interesting with Bowen, though, is as good as James Madison's been, Madison has been incredible. Um, Bowen is only 10 points behind him, and Bowen is playing twice a week. He started the Freiburg game, got 90 minutes in that. He obviously starts all of the Premier League games. So for 0.5 million more than Madison, could you just get away with going Bowen to get an extra fixture out of him. That is something to consider. Um, but Ward-Prowse is someone that I like more than Bowen. He's 4.3 million, so 0.5 cheaper than Bowen. His attacking returns have calmed down in the last two game weeks, but still scored four points and five points. Two bonus and three bonus in those two games. So I think that his points are a little bit more consistent. He seems to obviously get the attacking returns quite regularly. But when he's not getting attacking returns, he still has quite a good baseline of points. So I really do like the look of Ward-Prowse for this run. Um, one thing I would mention about Ward-Prowse, he did have these two quieter games. But when you think about who they were against, it was against Villa and it was against Newcastle. Two games in ridiculously good form. Um, quite good defensive teams as well. So maybe it was just a sort of clash of two good teams so I think we'll see Wal Prowse back to his best for this running 19 bonus points in total which puts him third highest for bonus and personally for less money I think I would go for him right I'm not going to spend too much time on Chelsea because they have a good double game week this week but then the fixtures are horrible Spurs City Newcastle Brighton Manchester United Tough, tough games after this. I was impressed with them against Arsenal. Um, but not impressed enough that I'll be ripping up my team to put players in. Uh, Cole Palmer is the only one that I'm going to mention at 2.4 million. He does look tempting for this double game week, Brentford-Blackburn. There is no guarantee that he starts two. So that is a, a negative. Um, 2.4 million is ridiculously cheap and he is the penalty taker. So he, he got a penalty against Arsenal. I think he had a penalty either in the game before that or the one before that. And he's put them both away. Two really good penalties. Sterling did try and snatch the ball off him in that Chelsea-Arsenal game to take the penalty. But uh, I think Enzo came and broke it up and gave it to Palmer. These are his points scored. So eight points Arsenal 11 points Burnley, 6 points Fulham, 7 points Brighton. Really, really good points for a player of 2.4 million. But can we expect him to carry that on for Tottenham, City, Newcastle, Brighton, Man United? I'm not so sure we can. And if you do get him in at 2.4 million for this game week 10, and then you end up spending the rest of the money you've saved elsewhere you might then struggle to replace him with someone. That's the only concern I have with Cole Palmer. I think he's ridiculously good value at 2.4 million. It's just you might end up getting yourself in trouble with these fixtures and replacing him. Then on to Brighton. So again, another team to play still. Um, Ajax tonight, that's going to be a really, really good game. Ajax at home. Game week 10, Fulham at home, just the single for them. They're out of the cup. Um, game week 11, Everton Ajax away, great away day that would be, Sheffield United in game week 12, Forest AEK Athens in 13, Chelsea Brentford in 14, so the fixtures look really good, we did say that the fixtures turned horrible for Brighton leading into this, 
um, and it has reflected in their uh, results really. A loss against Chelsea, a loss against Villa, a draw against Marseille, a draw against Liverpool and a loss against Manchester City. So we expected tough games but it has really been poor form for them so no wins in their last five but I do expect them to turn it around from game week 10 onwards the fixtures look really good um Sonny March injured in the last game Estupinian currently injured Welbeck now injured as well so they've got some big injury problems Matoma at 3.9 seems like the safest and likely best option from Brighton at minute. He's got three goals, four assists. He's averaging 5.5 points per game. And he's on 66 points, which puts him three points behind Bruno Fernandes. Um, but he costs you so much less. So that is, for context, really how Bruno's been underperforming his price. Matoma is right behind him. Or, sorry, yeah, right behind him for a lot less money. Um and Matoma has 10 bonus points so far this season, which I think is pretty good as well. So he is scoring, he is assisting, and he's getting bonus points. I think in this run, he'll be relied on quite heavily now without March as well. So I think that Matoma's the safest and best option from Brighton at the minute. A bit more risky, Adingra, six, uh, sorry, Adingra at 2.4 million. He's got two goals, one assist. He could be a bit of an enabler while Solly March is out. Um, plays on that right-hand side. And actually, I said that Cole Palmer could get you in trouble if you can't replace him for someone of that price point. But actually, a Dingra could be the exception. So if you do go Cole Palmer, maybe for a week or a bit longer and it doesn't work out, you could jump onto a Dingra at 2.4 million. It is a risk, but the fixtures do look good for Brighton. And he's been pretty impressive so far. Um, but it's an enabler. It doesn't always go to plan. Um, I still need to see more from their defence before I could even go near them. Um, Stupinian was bad enough. Um, he was getting attacking returns, so it sort of made it okay. But I've got no confidence in their clean sheets still. Hopefully, they should pick some up in this run. But, again, there's good options out there at the minute. There's teams with good runs. I don't think you need to be going for Brighton defence. Um, other than that, I still wouldn't like to decide between Pedro and Ferguson. Welbeck is out, so it sort of narrows it down to these two. Uh, Pedro's on two, uh, 2.8 million, he's 65 points. Five goals, one assist. Ferguson, 2.9 million, about the same. 47 points, four goals, no assists. But it just takes up a striker spot. I don't really think it's worth messing around with, so I won't be going for either of these guys. And then Tottenham Hotspur. One game a week team, but on fire at the minute. It pains me to say. Madison and Son are the two players that I'm going to single out. Now, I'm singling these guys out, but actually they've been decent in defence as well. But with one game a week, I think you just want to target the ones with the most upside, which is these two. Um, Romero has been really impressive, seems to turn turned over a new leaf. Um, Udogi, despite getting subbed before 60 minutes. And then Porro as well looked really good. But I'm going to focus on these two. So the fixtures, Crystal Palace, Chelsea, Wolves, Villa, City, West Ham. So the first three, much better than the last three there. But these guys are on fire. So Madison, 4.3 million. Grabbed another 13 points this week. Hit double figures in four of his 10 games this season, which is ridiculous. 
Three goals, five assists for the season, and he's on 89 points in total. And of that 89 points, 21 have come from bonus as well. So what I like about Madison is his points aren't just goals and assists. He's getting tackles, he's getting bonus, big chances created, he's doing a lot. Um, I've got him highlighted if you're watching on YouTube, that's him on the top there. So 13 points against Fulham, free bonus, a goal, two shots on target, three tackles. Um, averaging nine points per game as well, so I think he's probably going to be the rare exception to the rule that we usually used to say European players only. Um, for two games a week but in this one game a week he is probably outscoring a lot of the guys that play twice a week so I guess the way that you could look at it maybe is if you're comparing like a a player that plays twice a week or could play twice a week versus Madison if Madison's averaging nine points per game the guy you're getting in has to really be averaging more than 4.5 for example I don't know if it's a a solid plan really but yeah if you, there's a little bit of risk that your guy is not going to play the second game but he is at a European team Madison's going to do him in one game versus one game or even one game versus one and a half games it could be so I think Madison is really the exception to the rule Son at 4.8 million so seven goals and one assist so far Averaging 7.6 points per game, so a little bit less than Madison. Um, and out of the two, I think Madison feels a bit more sustainable with him getting bonus points and points all over the board. But you can't deny Son has been really, really good as well. Madison actually has two more shots on target than Son, which was surprising to see. Um, so he has got more variety to his to his point scoring overall. But I just still think that Son is a massive um, option to consider but Madison is the guy I think I'd be going for from Spurs at the minute on Dream Team. Now the bit we've all been waiting for or the bit you skipped ahead to I know some of you definitely did that but my game week nine update so far we still have Europa League in play uh, but 203 points for the game week 967 points in total and my rank has gone up to 86th now um, into the top 100 for the first time and probably the first time ever, I think. Um, so pretty impressed of how it's gone so far. Um, but a lot does come down to whether Matty Cash and Trent Alexander-Arnold start in these Europa League and Europa League conference games. Uh, we'll start from the defence. So Johnston got me no points Yet you take the rough with the smooth with this keeper, don't you? He's done pretty well. He's over, he's over delivered really in some of these games, but he did have a poor game against Newcastle, so no points for him. Dan Byrne has got me 20 points. Um, tw this is the points that have already been doubled, so double points with part of the bus. Dan Byrne's got me 20 points uh, for the clean sheet. Dallow has got me 32 points. Very, very lucky with this Dallow move. Um, I was going to potentially go for Saliba and Simakas, but Arteta was messing around with not declaring whether he was fit or not. So went with Dallow. Scored an absolute worldie in that initial game against Sheffield United. The winner in that one. Um, and then 
for Onana to save a penalty in the last kick of the game uh, to get the clean sheet for Manchester United. 32 points for Dallow. Well impressed with that one. Now, I know I did bring Dallow in expecting there could be a clean sheet there. One of the two games. He's got a good chance of an attacking return more than any of the other United defenders. Uh, but yeah, the actual fashion that happened in was very, very fun to watch. Uh, Matty Cash has got me 10 points so far, so they didn't keep the clean sheet. Um, but actually, I think Matty Cash went on to make something like five tackles. It was five tackles and one bonus point in that one. So if you can't get the clean sheet, try and get someone in your part of the bus that's going to get tackles maybe bonus or maybe some attacking returns because that does offset if you don't get the clean sheet. I'm not entirely confident that he starts this Europa League conference game. He hasn't started them so far, but these games are really important now. It's a really close contested group. So if Matty Cash can get a start in that AZ Altmar game, I'll be well impressed. Um, Trippier, 30 points for him. Um, again, done really, really well. Kept the clean sheet for me in that first game and got an assist. So that was off to a perfect start. Um, got a few bonus points and stuff as well in there with the clean sheet. So 30 points from Trippier. I'm happy with that. And then Trent Alexander-Arnold got the clean sheet as well. 16 points. I think got one bonus point, Trent. Um, but then a bit like Cash, I knew this was a possibility. Cash and Trent were the two that were my risky picks that might not necessarily get two games. But, I don't know. We've had the Dallow luck. We had a pretty good luck in that Newcastle game. Maybe we'll get the luck of Cash and Trent starting. So we'll have to wait and see. You'll know how this one's gone if you're watching a bit later on. Um, but yeah, pretty happy with how the defence has gone so far. Part of the bus. Um, so yeah, up to 86th and 10th in the Arsenal League and 42nd. Um, for game week nine score so far, 203 points. So pretty happy with how this part of the bus chip has gone so far. Um, but it would top it off if we get something out of Cash and Trent Alexander-Arnold. So overall, pretty happy. Four clean sheets at the minute. Um, return from Trippier and Dallow. Seven bonus points across the back. Um, and a combo of tackles and shots thrown in. So... Yeah, happy with that. Bruno Fernandes, 10 points. It's not a terrible return, um, but like we said, he's just been a little bit underwhelming. Anthony Gordon with 17. Now, he's doing really, really well for the price. I've mentioned him earlier. Someone that I'm going to be keeping. Phil Foden, two points. Two points in that first game against Brighton and then no appearance in the Champions League. That is very disappointing with Foden. Salah, 14 points. Still to play to lose potentially. And then Haaland, 52 points with the captaincy. A really good uh, captaincy pick this weekend uh, or this week. So, yeah, very good game week. Happy with how this has gone. Um, I'm, just, I'm not regretting playing the part of the bus chip at all. I think I still would be slightly disappointed if we don't get anything out of cash and we don't get anything out of trend. But if I can manage to scrape a start or some points out of one of them, um, I think overall it would have been a successful part of the bus week. So, yeah, well happy with that. Let us know in the comments below if you've played your part of the bus chip this week. And if not, let us know when you're thinking of playing it. Uh, be interested to know. Um, right, let's have a look at my transfer plans. Now, it is Thursday morning. 
I want to see our Trent get on. I want to see our cash get on. But I also want to give you a rough idea of what I'm thinking. So here's a few ideas that I've got in mind, but we'll wait and see. Um, and I'll do another YouTube shorts on um, Friday, obviously before the deadline, let you know what I'm doing. Uh, I'll put that on Twitter. I'll put it on the YouTube community page and I'll do a shorts um, on TikTok as well. few ideas for game week 10. So Bruno for Saka, I think that's an easy move. I'm, I'm, 100% behind doing that one. I'm 100% doing that move unless a mystery injury illness comes up or whatever. But Bruno to Saka, I'm making that move. But I need to downgrade 0.6 million elsewhere. So Foden to Martinelli works. Um, Foden probably is now to get that Man United game, but they do have the one fixture. So I'm not... I quite like that move. I'd, I'd like to have Saka and Martinelli going into that Sheffield United game. They're not both going to be nailed for the cup game, but maybe we get an appearance from one of them. So I do like that Arsenal double up to attack the Sheffield United game. That's one thing that's been on my mind. The downside of that is, it means I'm taking Foden out for game week 10, but in game week 11, Foden could have Bournemouth at home, young boys at home. Now, maybe he only plays one of them. Maybe he plays them both. If he plays them both, I'll be quite disappointed not to have him, I think. So that's the drawback of going for that. Martinelli for Foden. Might be right for this week. Not so good the week after. Could always swap it back again, but then I feel like that's a waste and you get yourself in trouble doing that. Another option. Obviously, Saka and Bruno is happening. Trent Alexander-Arnold, if he plays... He obviously kept the clean sheet in the last game. Um, but then if he doesn't play in Europe, is it worth having Trent at all if he's not playing twice a week? Because you, you've got good money that you can spend elsewhere. So I could just go Fernandez to Saka and Trent out gives me 4.7 million to spend elsewhere. And there's a lot to choose from. You could go Ollie Watkins, attack that Luton game. That works. I could... Bring Saka and Watkins in. That looks like a really good move for game week 10. I could take Trent out for James Ward-Prowse. Go for the more longer-term pick in Ward-Prowse. The fixtures look really, really good. Um, there's quite a lot of options. Um, or just go Trent out for Alvarez. And I sort of revert back to how my team was before the part of the bus. I'll have Free City, Haaland, Foden, Alvarez. I'll have Saka back in there. Um, taking out Trent does give me a lot of options and a lot of flexibility and a lot more attacking power um, if I go that route. The third route that I'm considering... Uh, now, if Trent does, by the way, if Trent does play two, does start this game and keeps a clean sheet in this one as well or gets an attack in return, I'll be fully interested in keeping him because that Liverpool run does look really, really good. Um, the third one is a bit out there... Um, that I sort of just discovered when I was looking over my team preparing this video. I actually, the way I'm set up with five at the back, and obviously, again, Saka for Bruno, but I could really attack Luton's fixtures with defenders. Um, I don't know what you think of that. Let me know what you think of this, but I've got currently Cash playing against Luton in game week 10. I could get Dan Burn out for Consa. And have two Aston Villa defenders playing Luton at home. That's game week 10. In game week 11, 
Liverpool have got Luton and I've got Trent. So could I then go another defender, maybe concert straight back out or cash out after the Luton game and go Simakas in? And I've got, so I've had double Aston Villa for Luton. Then I've got double Liverpool for Luton. And then the following week, so that's game week 10, game week 11. The following week in game week 12, I've got Dallow in my team already. Man United play Luton in game week 12. Could I go Dallow Region or Dallow Maguire for Luton? And then go, so I'll have double Villa Luton, double Liverpool Luton, and double United Luton. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a funny one. It's not one that I'd normally consider, but just looking at my defence, um, sort of all my players kind of play Luton in the next three weeks. So it's just another one that I sort of thought of, but I mean, clean sheet points... You're not getting a ton of points for it. Um, if I did go for an Alvarez instead or Martinelli instead, you could really get some big attacking returns. But it's just something to consider. Um, game week 10, double loot, uh, double defence against Luton. Game week 11, double defence against Luton. And game week 12, double defence against Luton. Um, an interesting one. Let me know in the comments below what you think of that one as well. But it's going to be one of these three options, I think. But I'm not willing to decide on it yet with... Aston Villa and Liverpool still to play. And just to top it off, got a little bit of a selection headache because Haaland really did smash it this week. But Salah's got potential Forest Bournemouth. Haaland's got Man United away. Um, Salah, although he's got two fixtures, he might only start the one, which then gives you a sort of a straight single game week shootout between Salah and Haaland. Salah's Forest at home, Haaland's Man United away. Both are penalty takers, so you can't really split it that way. Um, but at the moment, I'm leaning towards going for Salah, just because I think Liverpool at home are very, very strong. And I know United haven't been great, but they do sort of turn it on sometimes against City. So at the minute, I'm on Salah for captaincy, and I'm still deciding on my next two moves. That is everything for this episode, so thank you very much for watching. Please do leave a like and subscribe to the channel to get kept up to date with all the latest Dream Team content. And if you want a bit more Dream Team content, head over to the Dream Team Tonic podcast. The latest episode is now available for everyone to access on YouTube and podcast platforms. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you on the next one. Goodbye. Sports Social Podcast Network.